Well, hello and welcome to the PMQ Live update for today, uh, I guess Tuesday, June 9th. Um, sorry, I was absent there for a second. Technical difficulties, but they have been technically worked out. We are here again with Lars Smith, and I know you guys are saying, Lars Smith, we're tired of this guy. Various stages of beards. He's been on there several times, um, but we are, we're kind of doing something a little bit more fun today. Um, Lars is running over to one of our other U.S. Pizza team members to kind of surprise surprise them and work a shift in their restaurant. So, Lars, why don't you go ahead and take it away and tell us uh, what our trends, um, you know, our, just, uh, our secret plans are here. Well, I am hiding in a bush currently. Um, we are walking <laughs> over to Leah Skirto's newer restaurant here. We're in Windsor, California in kind of wine country. It's beautiful up here. Um, and I think I'm going to walk over there and we're going to hope she's working and try to surprise her right now. I was supposed to work with her for the weekend before we had shelter in place here. So I've kind of been uh, ne uh, negligent in my duties as a teammate and friend to her. So we're going to try to go surprise her. I'm going to work a shift with her today. Well, it's not even negligent. I mean, you were going to do it, but then you guys were ordered to stay at home and, you know, stay in place. So um, you're, yeah. you're kind of fulfilling those obligations after the fact. One thing was that uh, I feel guilty. I say negligent because... When we opened our restaurant two and a half years ago, Leah was there like every day, like trying to wash dishes and like help out and cook and like just be there. So the fact that I couldn't do the same for her uh, was a little bit tough for me. Well, and that's and that's what I love about the USP. Yeah, that's what I love about the USP team is how you guys help each other. So again, he's on Wi-Fi. So if we lose technical, uh, you know, looks like it's all right. He's doing all right. So I'm gonna go ahead and leave this over to Lars. Here you go, Lars. I found her. I found her, but she's busy. She's busy? You're live on PMQ. Oh, oh, fucking Lars. <laughs> she came out with a knife, dude. She has a knife. You're, you're live with Brian Hernandez on Pizza TV and PMQ. What up, guys? We're doing an interview, and I'm working a shift. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Oh, goddamn. Come on. Well, I'll get all your prep banged out with you, but you got to come talk with Brian and I for a few minutes. All right, hang on. Talk to whoever you want. They're just, they're sick of me because I've been on this thing three times. She's dealing with very important <laughs> owner business right now, and then she's coming out here. She didn't recognize me because I don't have a beard. And it's dark in here, but it's really cool. But I thought the U.S. Pizza Team jacket or the glasses might have given it away. Couldn't see nothing. She doesn't have very good eyesight. Her Lasix is wearing off. It's totally wearing off. 11 years later, the Lasix is wearing off a little bit. Right, there we, we need to relace that stuff up. So, so Lee, uh, Leah, hello. Hey, what's happening? Here, let's, hey, we're going to do a Not much. change here. If I can get Leah there. Oh, yeah. Then I can get both of us in there in just a second, and we're we're, we're social distancing. It's a, an, a it's an illusion. Here. So, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you know, Lars had said that you know he had uh, kind of promised to come work a shift with you, and he, he reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to go with surprises." So I figured this would be great. I know you and I talked. Uh, it was shoot, it's got to be over a month ago now, Leah, uh, as far as uh, getting your new restaurant up and running. I kind of wanted to hear about how you guys work together, some of these drop-ins that a lot of the U.S. Beats team do, and just where you guys are at in the state of California, kind of reopening up. So, I mean, I mean, what's what's going on with you and your and your new place, uh, Pizza Leah in Windsor, California? 
So we just this morning turned in our application at the ABC so that we can um, do a patio out front and they're being super lax. It's like a hundred bucks for a temporary permit. They're like, whatever you want, we're going to do wine barrels with ropes to just rope it off. They were like, you can use movie theater stanchions. You can do whatever. So we're going to put some tables out front um, to make it happen so that we can do a little bit of dining. And as far as indoors, we're technically allowed to serve indoors as of um, here in Sonoma County as of uh, like Saturday, last sat two days ago. Um, I'm not necessarily jumping at being the guinea pig for that, though. Uh, you know, I want to see how that plays off. Uh, the, our dining room's pretty small, so we may only get four, maybe five tables, having everything be six feet apart. Um, so it's not like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not jumping on it to be first, first, uh, first in for dining inside, but I do really want to get the outdoor patio going and, uh, start making some beer and wine sales and that sort of thing. Very nice. How many, how many, how many seats are you going to have outside? I think we can do potentially six tables. So, you know, again, all I see is you poking at me. But it's beautiful up here. It's going to be, I think it's like 90 something degrees today. So, um, you know, we're going to make it happen. All right. So um, you run and do the wine and beer sales. I know you had actually um, incorporated a, uh, I guess it was a gelato cooler from one of the restaurants or one of the uh, local operators. How's that working out for you? It's ice cream, local ice cream. Ice, they're okay. Actually, they're down the street at the, like a couple doors down from us. And um, they just, they have two locations in Sonoma County. One's in Sebastopol and one's here in Windsor. Um, and we were just kind of doing that to be friendly neighbors and help them out because they were closed. And Jackie, the owner of Two Dog Night Creamery, um, she's got a baby, so she wasn't really excited about doing takeout and may potentially exposing her daughter. So I was like, dude, if you got a cooler, you can throw it in our dining room and we'll sell it for you. So we were just trying to be friendly neighbors and help out another small business owner. Um, she's actually just about to reopen, so we may give her okay. cooler back um, in the next week. Uh, but it's been she does all local organic um handmade ice cream uh up here so she's got a really good cult following people love her stuff it's great ice cream i'm not even a big ice cream fan and i love her ice cream <laughs> well that was going to be my question is that uh you know i i didn't know if they were getting ready to open up too um uh and if they did would you be keeping that cooler you know as kind of an extension of what they're doing and at that point maybe getting you know a percentage of it um now that you've helped out, you know, it's, I mean, have your customers enjoyed having that ice cream available in your restaurant? Oh, absolutely. Um, they can have a dessert that we didn't have. And we, you know, I was wanting to bring in some desserts um, no matter what, but ice cream wasn't one of them because I don't have a freezer um, because I don't use anything frozen. You know, stuff comes in frozen, a couple, Just like a couple things come in frozen, but we immediately defrost it to use. You know, within a couple days. All right, um, we do have we do have a question here, and it's I, I am not uh, educated enough to uh, answer this. I know we should probably get Lenny Rago on the channel here, but Miranda Hunter wants to know what's the difference between gelato and regular ice cream. Now I know you guys haven't been to Italy. There is that run on gelato. 
five times a day. I can't walk that much. I can't eat that much gelato. What's the difference? Do you guys know what the difference? Us? I, yeah, one's I Italian and one's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I expect several angry letters, uh, angry letters from Lenny Rago. I think that's my yeah. guess, too. It's the it's, it's content of fat in it. Because American ice cream is um, not quite as soft and creamy. And I also think the temperature. I feel like American ice cream has more. Like, like, you know, like Italian Americans, the gelato is way more touchy feely, like the Italians are. And then maybe the ice cream, I don't know. I guess we're getting into weird <laughs> That, um, yeah, I 100% agree with that. I was going to say it's a, probably a little creamier, but um, softer, but touchy feely. I like how you describe it. I'm just going to leave it at that because, again, we are not educated enough. We can have that conversation at another time, Miranda. Uh, I know if you want to reach out to Lenny Rago, he will tell you the exact difference. And he's probably going to smack me for having even put this up. So, uh, Lars, um, I know, Leah, you've been around to several other pizza uh, U.S. pizza team operators, and you've kind of worked in their places. Um, I mean, this is something that I wish I could do more since I'm super just – Isolated in Oxford, you guys are just on the umbrella around me. But, I mean, what, what's the reasoning behind going there? Is it just camaraderie, trying to figure out how people do things in different areas? Um, Lars, how many times have you been out uh, to several people? I'm in California, I believe, right? Yeah, I go every, I mean, I, I, I don't think. Lee's place. I go, you know, I go to you know, other friends that aren't on the team. Um, for us, it's kind of, for, for me at least, it's one just from camaraderie, and I want to see what other people are doing. But you also get really cool ideas, like, when Lee and I worked together at uh, Pizza My Heart, we had like 20, 23 stores that we oversaw. Like, even though it's the same company with the same things, like when you go to these different places and work with different people or see what they're doing, you learn something no matter what, even if it's all like within the same framework. Is it like you can get an idea or I never thought of that or look how they do that, you know, look how they work service or look how they how they do pickups. You know, they, it's, it's just fun to see what other people are doing and get ideas and eat food. What he said. So kind of... Well, yeah, basically a big uh, a learning experience for everybody is just to go out and see how, even if they're close to you in the California area, see how they their operation differs and what they're doing that's working and asking the questions. All right, so Leah, what is your kind of your basic prep today? What are you going to actually, since Lars has showed up, you got to put him to work and we're not going to film all that, guys. Don't worry. But what are you going to, what are you going to make him do? He seems like he's ready to go, ready to do anything. Right now, so him showing up is fucking awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, and I assume I us. Morning, early, and I was like, I had to go to the bank, and then I had to do some other stuff. I had to do a diagram. There's a bunch of stuff that came up this morning that uh, put me way behind. Um, so we got to roast off the mushrooms. I we brought got, my knives. He brought his knives. I got. I, mean, I got to make everything. I got to make meatballs today. I got to cut collaborate peppers. I got to. We were uh, had a front page feature in the local newspaper on uh, Sunday morning, so our Sunday night we were slammed. It was busy, uh, busier than on a Friday night, and uh, I ran out of almost everything. So there's a ton of prep to do today for the dinner time, and uh, yeah, I'm actually super pumped that you just showed up. <laughs> I'm not opening. Well, yeah, and it doesn't help that. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, well, it doesn't probably help that we showed up either. So, um, you know, and, and I did what, you know, I put that up. Right. So we'll maybe, she'll maybe still get back on track of being behind schedule because we just kind of screwed everything. 
it, she'll get there eventually. So um, I did want to, you know, and, and then uh, we, I'll just, you know, ask you maybe another couple questions. Leah, I'll let you get back, and then I'll ask Lars a couple. But, um, I mean, what's it looking like over there? Because, you, like you said, you're not in that urban setting right now. Um, has there been a lot of hesitancy for people to get back out there? Have people been kind of coming back out regardless of whatever regulations there are? Um, and now that it's kind of official, do you expect a huge influx? here that are anti-masks, anti, um, don't necessarily believe that uh, COVID-19 is a real thing. So there's a lot of people that are chomping at the bit to get into restaurants. Um, there's also a fair amount of people that, I mean, it's, it's split, but there's, a, you know, I, I'm more worried about potential conflict in the dining room between people who are like, I'm not wearing my mask. I don't want to have my temperature taken blah, 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 blah. You're going to let me do whatever I want. Um, well, and that's the thing is that you can't really have people gonna... coming in to eat to wear a mask. You, you know, well, but here's the thing. customers are kind of Sonoma exempt from that. There's rules in place by Sonoma County. There's rules in place by the health department up here. So even if we were like, the customers, oh, yeah, don't wear your, you don't have to do that. We're, we got to follow these rules. I mean, there's an app we have that we're supposed to be temping our employees every day. There's a survey that they're supposed to take every single morning before they come into and in, come into work. Um, we're supposed to do stuff with the customers. They have to wear a mask when they come in the door. They can take it off while they eat. But you know, people are like, "Oh, you know, why are you making your employees wear masks still if you have indoor dining?" Blah blah blah. And it, but it's not, you know, regardless of personal feelings and personal beliefs, we don't have a choice. We're, we're following yeah. the rules and instructions mandated by Sonoma County, the health department, you know, the county health person, whatever. So it is what it is. And, I, you know, again, my biggest, I've, it's already happened a couple times, like in the last two days, like, oh, we're allowed to dine in now. And it's like, you're, we're allowed to let people dine in, but we're not doing that yet. And I, you know, I caught no. it from a couple people already that were like, why won't you let me sit down? I'm allowed to sit down now. And I was like, yeah, but we're not prepared for that. Yeah. So we have well, and that's the thing is that. We in place to allow you to do that. Well, and, and again, that again, those are guidelines that you have to follow. So there could be confrontation as far as with customers saying you have to wear a mask. But it makes, I get what they're saying. It doesn't make sense. I would always ask people, you know, are you going to make your customers wear masks? How are you going to eat and wear a mask? It's got to come off. But, I mean, that could create potential conflict with you and your customers. I didn't even think about the fact that, you know, they say they see the regulations have been lifted, and they say, well, I'm allowed to. It's my right to be able to dine in. It's not. I am a private business. We're not ready for that. And then um, that's something that everybody else is going to have to look out for because I know a lot of people aren't opening up dine in because being at 50%, it's just not worth it. It's not fiscally responsible. You, you can't make those ends meet by working at half capacity. So that's a, that's a, I mean, that's something that, again, I hadn't thought about. But, um, I mean, how are you? How do you manage that with, um, I mean, obviously with tact and skill and because you're always so nice, Leah, I know. But, I mean, how do you manage people who are upset that they can't come in and sit down? I, I mean, I just, to a certain extent, uh, you try to be nice, but if they're not having it, you got to be a dick a little bit. You know, and so, I'm sorry, but we're not doing that. Plain and simple. You can be mad at me. You can give me a bad Yelp review. 
because you don't like what we're doing, but I'm not, right. we're not prepared to handle that, to do that. We don't have the, we have, we, you know, we have to hire an extra staff person or have an extra staff person on hand just to wipe everything down constantly. And, mm-hmm. you know, so even, and, and for me at this point, I like, I need to hire that person. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Because, well, you were a smaller, you were a smaller establishment at at first, so a lot of other people, you know, they might have to lay people off, but they could kind of uh, move that person to being the sanitizer. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you're not able to do that. You'd actually have to hire that person in. And I have a couple of of kids that I can bring back um, who worked here for the first week, two weeks. Um, you know, busting tables and washing dishes. But what I really need is, um, you know, somebody who is can manage the dining room and manage the cleaning and not just, um, you know, nothing against kids. But, I, you know, I hired a couple of 15, 16 year olds to bust tables and wash dishes. But those aren't those aren't the type those aren't the people that are necessarily going to be able to manage a dining room and manage the um sanitation aspects of make everything decisions. make decisions yeah. yeah exactly they're not necessarily decision makers so well i mean it, at this point um because you didn't necessarily have a, a giant staff to begin with you know because you started right as the shutdown went into effect um have you found uh, if you had to lay anybody off have you found it hard for you to get them back in because i know there's this whole big thing about a lot of people are more happy they're getting paid more through unemployment and it's harder for operations to actually get those employees back. Sometimes it's about a 50, 50. Have you found that at all in in your smaller establishment? Uh, Yeah. In in, uh, the people I brought back, like I never, a handful of the people I never let go in the first place, but the people that, um, so it's more been tough to hire because I mean, I'll be to hire anybody decent in the kitchen up here. You're looking at 17 bucks an hour plain and simple. Yeah. Wow. Uh, if not more, you know? Okay. So it's less about, uh, retention for some of these. It's, it's more about uh, some of these people have moved on and now it's about rehiring again. And yeah, if you can't match what unemployment's given them. So, well, Leah, I, if there's anything else you want to let the people know about, uh, pizza Leah in winter, California, that's going on right now, I know you're busy and you're late. I want to ask Lars a couple more questions and then he's all yours. But, uh, you know, what's the, what's the last message you want to give to the, the world out there about cool. California pizza? <laughs> California pizza? Well, California pizza or pizzerias in California establishments. Listen, <laughs> be nice to each other. Be nice going out to dinner now that stuff's opening up. Don't be that, don't be that guy. <laughs> Never be the guy. Never be that guy. Um, <laughs> or that lady, by the way. Oh, yeah, whatever. The one with the haircut, her name starts with a K. We don't say it. Oh, you know, don't be her. Don't be, yeah, don't be Karen. Can't say that. Oh, yeah, we, we have a, we have a lot of guys and, and, and girls on our team like that. So just don't be those guys. Yeah. Just, so just, yeah. So it's just about respect for people out there in their business. Right. Because even if you don't agree with the rules, we still got to follow them. They're not our rules. We didn't make them up. Everybody would probably make up their own set of rules if they had the opportunity and what would work for them and what's good for them. But everybody's just trying to follow the same set of rules at this point and trying to make stuff work. So be nice. All right. Yeah. Well, if those are words to live by, 
well, those are words to live by regardless, you know, you know, just every day. So, uh, Marcus Medina says, love you guys. Can't wait to try pizza, Leah. So, uh, you know, if anybody has any questions here, I'll make sure they get to Leah and Lars can answer a couple here. This is more, I just want to do it's kind of a surprise attack, a flash mob of, of one guy going to work for another U.S. pizza team member. But this is a uh, kind of symbolic of what our team does. It supports each other all the time. And it, you know, just brings a tear to my eye. Uh, every time I think about it and, uh, you know, I just wish I was closer so I could come do some shifts. So, um, but Leah, thank you so much for your time. I know you got some stuff to do. Best thing I can say is go back there and make a list for Lars. Hey, I'm rolling dough. Do right <laughs> oh, go get, go get it. Don't let it dry out. I apologize. Thank you, Leah. We love you so much. Right. Thank you. Ciao. Check. All right, Lars. Says goodbye. What are we doing? <laughs> what did you say to me? What did you say to me? Nothing. All right. So, um, again, I think I lost you here. I can't see you, but I'm sure everybody else still can. But uh, I wanted to ask you, I mean, this is, again, something that you um, had planned to do before everything kind of went south. Um, you had planned on being out there. I'm having trouble connecting, so I'm going to have to reconnect. Hold on one second. Holding. Might be Lars. Who knows? No, it's not me. Might be. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. That's, um, I got gophers in my yard and they ate through my internet cables. Uh, Lars, can you see me? Can you hear me? I can. If you have gophers, we need M80s. Nice. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm totally going Bill Murray on these guys. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, as far as like coming out and helping people on the team, I mean, is this something you do a lot? Is it, I mean, what, what do you, I mean, you had mentioned the benefit is kind of seeing how operations work, but uh, past that, is there any other benefit that you see um, just kind of getting out there and, and helping somebody? Because they're not always publicized like this. You guys just show up. No, no, no. And it's, you know, nobody knows that you guys are doing this, but I mean. And it's not just team members. Like, I got friends, uh, you know, Marcus came by my shop, but he was helping out my friends at Oak and Rye. I've gone over there and they've popped me in the kitchen and just, just randomly. It's fun to see what other people are doing. I know, like, a lot of us in this business are a little bit uh, crazy people. And like, I'm, you know, I, uh, I'm thinking about cooking and, and pizza and operations and stuff all the time. It doesn't really ever uh, turn off for me. So like days off my wife, my wife, you know, she, she goes along with them, the kids too. Like we go eat pizza other places, check out other kitchens. And, you know, if I know the people, we have a connection. They often invite me back in the kitchen to check things out. It's just, 
it's just fun and it's just fun to see what people do and then when i can help you know i, I love like justin wad seeing it slide a hand in santa cruz he's needed help before and i you know i've shown yeah. pizza from and he needs help so i just hop in and cook for an hour or two if i'm by myself um it's fun to do that's uh, yeah matt driscoll's up there with uh justin isn't he i remember matthew that's driscoll from two years ago he, he's doing his he's oh is he oh, okay well well, there you go. That's what happens. You know, you work together, you, you figure stuff out. But that's the thing is that most times when things like that happen, they, you know, people still stay, uh, you know, amenable and friends. But um, as far as uh, I know you're in a kind of a different situation, you're probably a little more built up in Los Altos um, than uh, uh, Leah is out there in Windsor. I mean, what are some of the regulations as far as reopening for you guys uh, that have just happened right now in the state of California? And how are you managing those as far as, like, you know, capacity on your dine-in? I mean, are you going to dine-in or are you staying, you know, just curbside and pick up? So the, the county that we're in, so California, I think, has done a really good job of everything. Just throw that out there. Um, there's state regulations, but then each county is making, you know, recommendations. The state can say the maximum that you can do, but each county can be more restrictive. They can't be less restrictive. I'm in Santa Clara County where the whole outbreak started pretty much in the United States. Um, before New York or anything like that, we had the first cases in the county that my restaurant is and where I live. Um, so we have been, uh, in the Bay Area in general, been quite a bit behind. Leah here is about like 60 or 45 miles or 60 miles north of San Francisco. Uh, it's much more rural. It's wine country up here. Um, so we were just... It's more allowed, spread out. Yeah, it's more spread out. Less people, less cases. We were just allowed yeah. to do outdoor dining last Friday, and they let us know Tuesday night. So we really didn't have much time to plan. Um as of what day is today? Tuesday or yesterday, we started doing outdoor dining uh, and doing table service out there. Uh, we can't be, nobody can be in store yet. Uh, that's probably four weeks away, um, just by guessing how they've done other things. But we are currently doing outdoor dining and it's starting to be a great warm up to what we may do inside. Uh, you, you brought it up earlier. We're, we're more doing it. To bring customers back in and create those connections again opposed to you know for financial reasons the four tables or five tables outside are i mean it's certainly cool to make a little extra money um but it does take away from focus on takeout and curbside but we're doing it more to reconnect with customers and people want to be out you know people want to go sit outside and enjoy a pizza and a beer um, and we can we've already because we were established already we can serve out on the patio uh beer and wine already so that's yeah, you know, that's what we're doing, and just try to take it day by day, and make sure like uh, to be safe, to make sure that we can do it safely for the customers and and our employees. Well, um, so I mean, what's the difference between opening up, um, you know, just a little bit of uh, outdoor patio seating at fifty percent capacity? Like you said, it's it's one of those things where you're still doing it just because people want to come and sit down, but it probably doesn't make that much difference because you could probably only fit 50% of your dining room outside your building. If you have that luxury, I mean, well, is, is it, if people can do, if people can do patty, mend it. Um, it, I mean, so much depends on your different operations for us. We're a pretty big, you know, we had a big staff and we've been bringing them back on. We're looking at four. No, we have five tables outside and for California, they're not putting 50, they're not putting percentage restrictions on it. They're putting social distance restrictions on it. So I can fit as many people as I want. Okay. Assuming that they're six feet apart from table to table and there's rules about pathways and wearing masks when you're not sitting down. There's all these specific rules. 
but California was really important to them because we have such a diverse population and area here, and, and there's so many restaurants with so many different situations. Um, the governor and the state did a really good job of not putting like kind of arbitrary rules. It's not a percentage. It's it's the size of the group, single families, or like single people that live in the same household and six feet apart from table to table. Like so, so not not a percentage, but like people can't be sitting within six feet of each other from the right. chair. I guess person to person. Are you doing any kind of special things? I heard people that um, they were taking out their tables in the middle. Uh, but then I also heard what's really nice is that somebody they're leaving those tables in the middle so that there are is that physical boundary between people. Because if you have that empty space of six feet, it's people's natural tendency to just wander in it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, have you taken tables out or just put I've seen other places that have put signs up table closed, you know, every other table is closed. How are you guys managing that? Um, we set on if you how would you manage that on the inside when you start opening the inside, I should say. We're not going to leave empty tables because we were communal service before and we're in a downtown area. So if some, even if it says clean, do not use, you're setting an empty table that somebody's going to put something at or sit at, in our opinion. So we are using tape on the ground and actually setting things six feet apart from where there can't be, you know, where in theory, if you're sitting at the table, there can't be a, you can't be within six feet of somebody else. We also made a sign that we're putting on each table that basically says, welcome back. Here are the rules. So you sit, it's not just, you know, we don't tell it to them. You yeah. sit there and it says you have to wear a mask if you stand up. You need to ask for permission to come in and use the restroom. We only want one customer in at a time. We have a whole li a list of things and we're trying to make it fun and like lighthearted, but also, you know, it's kind of an agreement for them. If you want to sit here, here's what we need from you. And if they can agree to that, then we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I'd like to you said you're trying to make it fun. Those are some strict ass rules, but, um, you gotta approach it in a fun way to make people not get angry at you. So, yeah. Um, I mean, is there anything else that you want? Well, go ahead. What I was saying, you know, and, and what Leo was saying, some people get pissed off about it, or they don't want. I don't want to do this, or somehow wearing a mask to be a decent human being is impinging on their rights. Sorry if I offended anybody with that, <laughs> but um, you know, I don't make the rules. I'm not a public health expert. If you want to ask my opinion on pizza, right. I got it for you. Uh, with public health and, and infectious disease, I'm going to refer to people who have a doctorate in that. Um, they're going to wear a mask. I, I'm going to believe. I mean, I'm going to believe it. I don't. I'm not a conspiracy theorist here, and, and I'm. You know, I don't have a problem having a, having a conversation with a customer who doesn't want to follow the rules, and you know. And do takeout and sit and do whatever you want in your backyard or the park. But I gotta take, I gotta keep people safe, and it's not worth the risk on my part to either get in trouble with one of the governing authorities or get one of my people sick or my family sick. Or you know, I got two kids at home. One of my my son's special needs. I'm not, I'm not gonna take that risk. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense that, that it's maybe say somebody doesn't believe in it as an operator, but these are the rules that you have to adhere to. Otherwise, you could get shut down. Yeah. So it makes sense to actually, you know, try to enforce those. Like you said, with a little bit of fun, we all understand it's a hard situation for everybody. Hey, look, guys, we don't make the rules. We have to enforce them. This is what we're going to do. And, um, I mean, you know, I mean, past that, is there anything else that you want to tell other states coming out? I know a lot of other states kind of came out of uh, quarantine a little bit quicker than you guys because you'd said that you guys were – Obviously, California was really hard hit, but um, is there anything else for some people kind of following suit with you guys that you just words of advice about how to handle it, um, where to go, just the attitude that you need to have? 
I think we, you know, I think you and I touched on this in some of the other interviews, but it's really, really important to be to be flexible and to be creative and to be looking like just because you can't do one thing or you know you used to do it this way, this might not change for a while. And being creative, thinking on the fly, and not being afraid to try these creative things, like you know, I've we've changed the way that we've done curbside 15, 20 times over the last. What we're I think we're on week 15 or week 16 of of uh, shelter in place in, in my county. Um, it is not well, we're not doing the same thing we've always done we weren't doing the same thing we're doing week one uh this is week one of outdoor dining for us next week isn't going to be the same as week one because we're going to learn from it change things figure out what customers want what they liked, what they didn't like um and how it makes financial sense for us and it, it can be as efficient as possible for us so um don't be afraid to try new things don't be afraid to uh to be to be creative in what you do and um connect with customers you know that that's really Financially, I'm, I, you know, curbside is going to sustain us for a long time, I think. But inviting some people outside and maybe eventually inviting some people inside is creating that connection and fun and, um, you know, a little bit of a joy in people's lives. Well, no, I like how you said, be, uh, you know, be flexible. Uh, and these are just they can't be strict rules, but just, you know, make sure your customers understand them and, and you know, it's it's all about that clear communication with the customers. Look, this is if you want our pizza, which obviously you do, or you know our food or our beer, these are the rules you have to stick to. Since this one is already being rated PG thirteen, I'm just gonna say, it. don't give me no shit. This is how it's gotta be. Do you want me to be shut down, or do you want to be coming in, be able to come in here and get some food? So, and it's not like so. So there's other people telling us the rules right now in the industry, and we deal with that anyway. With your wherever you are, your alcohol rules, your health department yeah. rules, we all have those in the country. But like Absolutely. as operators, we have we have our own rules too. I guarantee you, everybody on the team, hey, like you you to your specific restaurant to your specific thing, you can't do this. You can do this. You can't order this. You know, you can't. Some people don't split plates. Some people don't allow right. minors in the bar, or some people. You know, there's all there's all kinds of different rules. These are just other ones. I mean, we all do this anyways. There's certain things I didn't allow in my restaurant before. Um, it's just about explaining it, and it's an agreement that even with no pandemic, yeah, your customers make an agreement with you when they walk in the door that hey, they want your food, and you know, this is how we do things. They they agree to that by coming in and dining at your place. This is just extra on top of that, but it is it's it's always an agreement that your customer and the operator have in service and you don't have to have that agreement if one doesn't agree with the other then maybe you shouldn't serve them or you got you you shouldn't have that relationship it's always there's always an agreement whether it's less formal or, or whatever that's just part of the service industry that you know it's a it's an informal agreement to provide services and we're all gonna you know do what we're supposed to do yeah well i mean know the rules and be able to explain to your customers in a clear fashion but I don't want to even say make it lighthearted, but just, you know, don't do it in like that authoritarian fashion of, <laughs> this is a terrible term, but the soup Nazi, you know, because um, <laughs> no soup for you. No, just, just say, hey, look, guys, this is how we do it. Let them know that we're all governed by certain rules and, uh, you know, just let's just play by the rules and everything will be fine. So, yeah, my, um, my but again, you know, you, you guys do what you can for your, go ahead. My partner and I, we were a little short-staffed last night. Like I said, the whole uh, outdoor dining got kind of thrown on us, and we decided we've never done table service before. We've always been cashier style, but that doesn't really work in, in light of the current rules. So um, my partner and I, one of our, my business partners and I, were waiting tables last night. They don't let me out of the kitchen very often, though I have experience, so that was fun. Um, 
<laughs> but for me, when, when I'm waiting tables and I'm trying to set the example for the rest of my staff, this learning really, we already have that thing on the table. I walk up and I say, hey, guys, welcome. Like, we're, this is you, as you know, this is new. Everything's new. I'm going to give you the list of things that have to happen right now. You know, I'm, I have a smile on my face. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to just very matter of factly. You guys still want to hang out? Yeah. Like, you know, it kind of a joke as a punchline a little bit. But they say, yeah, I say, cool. Now we can have fun. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So you got to have the attitude, the the, the friendly uh, demeanor, you know, just be approachable with people. So let them know it's like, hey, we can't do this uh, or that, but, you know, this is what we're allowed to do. These are just the few rules that you have to adhere to. So it's all about how you present yourself. And most, you know, most servers kind of get that. That's how they make their tips. They have to have that approachable attitude. So, all right, Lars, well, I'm going to let you go because I know you got a lot of mushrooms to saute and a bunch of stuff to do. And Lee is probably over there saying, what the F? Where is he at? Exactly. So, um, I do want to appreciate, I, yeah, no, I appreciate you uh, bringing this idea to me. I, I'm really glad you brought us along for the surprise visit. Um, you know, I, I like to see a lot of this stuff from my team, and I wish I could participate more. Just I just need to get a little bit closer to you guys. So, yeah. like, geographically. So, um, but, you know, it, it will be on uh, tomorrow. We're going to be talking with Albert Grande at 2 p.m. Central from Hawaii. He is not in the business, but he is kind of a man of the business. Everybody knows him. Um, he's out there. He's got a uh, website, pizzatherapy.com, which is what better therapy is there than pizza. So, um, you know, I was, I was a little absent last week trying to transition back to my home office. Uh, not my home office, but my office at the office. And it's um, technical difficulties. So that's why I keep back here. So, Lars, uh, keep us posted on everything that's going over there, going down over there in California with State of Mind, uh, Pizza Alia, and um, hopefully I want to try to actually talk to Michael Stevens too of a, uh, you know, Arroyo Grande, um, uh, Palo Mesa Pizza up in Arroyo Grande, and uh, probably even the Wolf. I'll have to coach him on some of his English, but no, <laughs> I'm kidding, Wolf. I'm kidding. All right, man. So uh, appreciate your time today. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can always find us at uspeacheteam.com. Yes, I appreciate it again so much. I will talk to you guys later. See you guys in the, uh, tomorrow afternoon.